Family from the Heart, podcast episode number 353. Welcome to another episode of The Family from the Heart, a podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. Well, my friends, welcome back to another episode. Cliff Ravenscraft here. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And this beginning of the episode is going to be a little bit bumpy, I can tell. Right. It's being recorded in the morning on a Friday. Right. (laughs) So we tossed in a little bit of a curveball for Stephanie. I can handle it. So you guys know, longtime listeners know how Stephanie feels about recording in the mornings or before noon. Good news, McKenna's team... Went to the Odyssey of the Mind regional tournament. Regional tournament. Tournament. I can say that word. I promise. And she and her team won first place in their division, which was incredible. It, absolutely incredible. Like they were so excited. So, um, I love that they they their coach had them convinced that they could get third place. Okay, and the the top three go to state. Right. And so their coach had them convinced that they had third place. And the way they did the awards was um, by problem, by division, by place. So they did all of the problems, all of the divisions for third place, and they didn't get called for their problem. And then they did second place and they didn't because I could see one of the little boys from the team who was kind of like pep talking the rest of them going, we could, we could do second. We could be second. We could be second. And, and they called second and it wasn't them. And you see them all kind of deflate. Like, were you picking up on what I was watching? Mm -hmm. Were you watching them as well? Yeah. So you see them all kind of deflate and they go through the rest of, you know, the rest of the second place winners for the for the rest of the division. Which by the way takes problems, a long time. Which took a long time because the lady doing the awards had no idea what was going on. That's fine. That's a whole other story. It was a whole other story, but it took a long time. And so then they get around and they're they're starting the first place and they did problem 5. Right? Were they, I, it doesn't matter. I think they were problem so you they started with division 1 problem 1. First mm-hmm. place goes to. And all the way down to Division one, problem five, and um, and they called their they called their their school name, and the look of like I can't believe this was just so adorable on their little ten year old faces, yeah. and I cried. Yep, Stephanie had tears rolling down her face. I like I cried because they just after I think. I think it took several days for the shock to wear off, but after they had to like stand up and go get their ribbons and it started to sink in, we got first place. Like it was just one of the sweetest things I think I've ever seen. It was, it was incredible. I mean, and I mean, I'm putting myself, I mean, I know it's a whole team thing, but I'm, I think of things in, from the perspective of my 10 year old daughter, right. you know, who has, you know, who has gone to this competition thinking, you know, Hey, our team, you know, we're good. But we're up against a lot of big schools and stuff right. like that. Our teacher thinks that we have a really solid chance of making at least third place or, or getting third place. I, I I think that that's totally doable for us. Thinking, you know, this is kind of she's kind of you know soft. You know, I think you could make it third. Mm-hmm. I think there's a really good chance. 
And to sit there and think that, okay, she's expecting, you know, to get this third place thing so she can go to state. She, she's really excited about going to state. And and then all of a sudden, the, the here third place and it's not their school. And immediately assuming that they didn't make the cut. Right. You know, and just, ha- and then, okay, but they're, they're, okay, there's a slight chance. Second place. And I love that, I mean, just I know what my daughter was thinking in her head. There, You know, when second place wasn't her and her team, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, that that sucks, you know. And I mean, I, there was a chance for second place, but come on. There, there's some really amazing teams out there. I mean, why, I mean, why would it be us? Right. But then to hear, then the thought that must have been going through her mind that, oh my gosh, we <laughs> won first place well, she said she's like they they called our they called our name and we're looking at each other like they didn't really just say like we're hearing things that's, yeah you know and i love i yeah. love that she says we beat beachwood right? <laughs> nobody <laughs> which, beats beachwood right which from here is a big deal yeah. you know fr- from here is is a big deal and um and it was it was pretty adorable. Yeah, it yeah. was a, it was an exciting thing. I, I it was the, my first time experiencing the adventure in Odyssey. I, I have a little bit more of a, a a grasp of what it is and what they do now and what it's about. And I kind of like it and and enjoyed myself. And you, I love that. I love that you got to experience for the first time at a regional. Um, last year being the first year that. Um, they participated. Last year was their school's first year having um, an Odyssey of the Mind team. And so it was the first year that they participated. Our regional tournament was canceled because of all of the um, snow that we had last year. So we had the opportunity to either not um, perform at all or go to state, which was open to Everyone. every school in the state. Right. And... um. It was here locally, so we didn't have to travel for it. So the parents agreed that the, the, the kids would, you know, they would perform at state. And it was absolutely insane. Right. It was so overwhelming for um, myself and for McKenna, <laughs> who doesn't do She had, like, we had to, as soon as they were finished performing, um, I had to bring her home because she was just overwhelmed. You were out of town last year also mm-hmm. at that time. Um, so I'm glad that you got to experience it on a much smaller scale. Yeah. Because it was so so much better um, than what I had experienced last year. Yeah. And I do want to say that as far as McKenna and being overwhelmed, I think that it's important for us to always be on the lookout for how she's improving in the skill of being yeah. around so many other people. And- well, and we had um, the the teacher and I had um, spoken la- two weeks ago, maybe, I don't know, leading up to competition last week that um, about McKenna's anxiety and ways to... Um, to work with that during the day because they had um they had a very busy schedule as far as being from one place to the next place you know and not much time in between and um and so she had asked you know do we think you know they had teenagers from another school um who were who were coaching them as well and they had the opportunity to watch that team perform but um, but her question was, 
is that going to be okay for McKenna, you know, running from one place to the next because there's not going to be a lot of um, time in the middle. And I said, well, I know that she wants to see them. So I think asking her and letting her know and letting her know she's deciding this, you know, that, that yeah, she wants to do that um, is going to work for her. And then come last Saturday, we get there and she stays so busy. She doesn't have time for her anxiety to kick in. Like, right. And then um, we stayed around lunchtime and she had some downtime with four of her teammates and they had a fantastic time. Right. I was bored out of my mind. <laughs> they had a fantastic time. Well, I, I was having a great time. Just know, even though I wasn't able to be with my daughter throughout the whole day and I'm, mm-hmm. we're kind of on our own most of the day. Right. I had a great time just knowing that my daughter was there having an experience that is something so enjoyable for her. Mm-hmm. But going back to what I was saying, though, and, and this is a completely separate topic from, a, you know, Odyssey. And I actually want to come back to Odyssey in just a moment. But this is a completely separate topic. And it just occurred to me as we were sitting here. And it's, you know, talking about McKenna and the fact that she has experienced, you know, some anxiety and stuff like that. Um, I was just talking with my friend Ray Edwards. And Ray was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that Ray has been is he's been very proactive. And of course, Ray is the type of believer that believes that God can and will will heal him from that. I mean, that's that's the way that he rolls. And I love that about Ray. And and he, you know, stretches me in my own faith in in those areas and stuff like that. But the one thing that I do know is that oftentimes we experience the things that we expect. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, obviously, you know, there's biological causes to Parkinson's and stuff like that. But what happens with a lot of patients with Parkinson's and other diseases or anything else is that once there's the diagnosis, then all of a sudden the the patient if you will or the person takes on that diagnosis as an identity and then all of a sudden there are expectations of what that progressively will mean moving forward meaning that there's a degrading in into you know these you know the the symptoms of this disorder it's going to get worse and so because their mindset is it's going to get worse oftentimes they don't do things to Get help it be- get better to help it get better and raise from the very beginning he's like no i do not accept that this is progressively going to get worse i am going to research everything i can alternative methods of of you know beating this and i believe that god can and will heal me that's that's ray that's how ray rolls so what i love about that is that he's recently gone in for a visit and the doctor said hey you know, I can't believe this. It's incredible. Uh, you are better today than you were. And he shared this in a podcast. So I'm, I'm not sharing anything that shouldn't be shared. He's shared this in a podcast. And so, yeah, I, I and what I, what I think about this is that the reason why he's getting better is because he's doing things proactively saying, you know what, I am not my diagnosis. I am not this. And when it comes to even anxiety, has McKenna experienced anxiety? Yes. Is it something that that she needs? Is it an area that is of concern for us as parents? Yes. Um, is it something that, you know, we need to seek ways for her to cope with that and to deal with that? Yes. 
But I think as parents, it's important for us to not consistently communicate around her the idea that she has anxiety and I'm feeling very defensive right now because I feel like you're saying that I do something that I feel like I don't No, I because I tell my kids she struggles with anxiety I don't tell her she has anxiety I don't tell her she is anxiety I don't it's the same thing when Megan says something degrading about herself I don't want her taking those words into believing that that's who she is right i'm very intentional with the way that i talk to my kids about their struggles and their strengths and their i spent a very good large portion of my adult life shaking off what other people labeled me as right so no i i i I don't mean to say this as a, a condemnation or anything of because i never Tell me you no. are anxiety. You will never be anything other than this big ball of anxiousness that drives me crazy. Right. What What I'm saying is that I give her ways to work and to deal. And she is better. Yeah. Than she has been in the past. Yeah. And, and I, I think that that's what I'm saying is it, I, I think that in conversations a lot, you and I. Maybe when McKenna's not around, probably. I, but I hear a lot where we talk about McKenna struggles with anxiety. McKenna struggles with anxiety. And and if McKenna always hears McKenna struggles with anxiety, McKenna's going to think, well, I struggle with anxiety. And wh- whereas, you know, it, it, hey, I've experienced some anxiety. And I McKenna has experienced, a different way to communicate is, McKenna has experienced and some anxiety in the past this is what and and these are some of the things that come up but she is she is growing through this process she's learning how to 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 experience life without it you know she's growing it, it's just the the language that we use instead of saying she struggles with anxiety she, anxiety is something that has occurred in her life and i don't know if that makes any sense i i don't know i don't either I, I, well, anyway, I I just because I I saw her. She she went into because her and I we went on a date night, right? And she was talking about Odyssey, and she's like, "Dad, I'm really concerned because you know how I am with my anxiety." And I'm like, "Well, McKenna, wait a second. Here's the thing: you don't have to go in thinking that. Let let's talk about what what is it that is worrying you. Let's let's talk about what's." Well, you know, there's the fact that I might forget my lines. Well, you know what? Here's what I can tell you. If you forget your lines, it's okay. Because you, in the moment, will get up there and you will come up with something to make up for the lines that you miss. And and I told her, I said, I get a little bit nervous when I go to speak at a conference because I have planned out exactly what I'm going to say. And the reality is, is when I get on this on the stage, Half the times I don't say what I prepared to say, but I always say something valuable. And afterwards, what I can tell you is that all I think about sometimes is where I messed up. But the thing is, is that nobody in the audience, not one single person knows that I messed up because they didn't know what I wanted to say. All they knew is what I ended up saying. And and I said, so don't worry about what, you might remember or not remember. Just know that when you get up there, because you're prepared, because you care enough that you actually went through and have rehearsed this over and over and over again, 
If you forget specific words or specific sentences, you know the overall message of what you want to share in your in your thing. It will come natural to you. And she's like, huh. You know, and, and stuff like that. And so it just it's like, you know what, you're you're you don't have to go into this struggling with anxiety. You can go into this with saying, Hey, this I, I do feel nervous. I do feel some anxiety, but I'm not going to keep that from allowing me to experience this as a great, wonderful event that I've been looking forward to for months. Right. So. Okay, back to Odyssey. You said you wanted to say something. Yeah, so on Odyssey, I just wanted to say that, um, first of all, I'm very upset that I can't go to Bowling Green uh, the state competition. I as soon as she was announced, I'm like, ah, this is awesome. I, we're all going to go to state, and it's going to be a great time. But we found out that Matthew's uh, mind his his ro- robotics tournament is the same weekend, the yeah. same day. Yeah, here, <laughs> here in Northern Kentucky. So I, I'm going to go to robotics. I mean, I, I'm I'm excited about that. But here's the thing, Matt. It's going to be the same deal. You know, I, I'm Matt's going to go be off. off doing his thing and exactly. Right. And I don't think that Matthew <laughs> is exci- as excited about robotics as McKenna is about Odyssey. Okay. But do you? I think that's just the difference in their personalities. Okay. Yeah. I just think that's the difference in their personalities. All right. I mean, look at how long it took me to even get him to give us a date. Yeah. Like, well, that's exactly it, was, it. I mean. It, it was, you know. Yeah. He's like, I don't know when it is. I'll find out next week. Well, and it's not all him. They are. Okay. Think of Matthew and you can edit that out if you need to. But, um, and, and the group of, of boys that that are doing this they're being led by someone who's just like them (laughs) like it's not necessarily their fault because they're being led by a teacher who is just like them right and so he's like i don't know he hasn't told us i don't know he hasn't told us i said then ask him i asked him i don't know he hasn't told us so it's not just matthew it's you know anyway but um but you could be right. I don't know. I, I haven't know. thought about it. I, I know that he was really excited about it the first time we we went. It was a couple years ago, I think. And he was very excited then. He was in elementary school. He was in elementary school. But here he's, it, it just doesn't come up in conversation very much. And he's there's, 14. Well, there, there's some things that he comes down and talks to me about that he gets really lit up about. And when I ask him about robotics club, he's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's coming up. You know, and so it's like, <laughs> okay. So I, 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 yeah. Maybe it's because he's a freshman and there are older kids in there who kind of dominate. Maybe? Dominate, yeah. Okay, that could be. Anyway, I'm, so you're going to go to state with McKenna. I am. And I'm going to go to the robotics club on April 2nd with Matthew. Yes. So yeah, I'm going to miss that. But anyway, the other thing that I had about Odyssey is the brilliance of Odyssey. Right. What makes Odyssey so awesome and why i think it has succeeded as an or i guess it's an organization i guess so is and it's the most brilliant thing is that parents are not allowed to help i mean it's, no outside it's a, involvement it is against the rules for parents to help you with your odyssey problem right and some of the kids on mckenna's team take this so seriously that they won't even talk about what they're doing at home and um which I think is hilarious. So 
but no, no parent, no parent involvement. Their coach cannot help them. They're, you know, um, if they are stuck, she will ask them questions that will lead them to finding their own solution, but she cannot give them that solution. Um, McKenna was putting her costume on the other day. No parent involvement. You and I couldn't even do up her safety pins in the back of her costume. Her, um, her teammate was, was pinning her with safety pins into this thing and they're all 10. Yeah. All right. And it's adorable. And so, so her friend is like, I've poked my thumb so many times I'm bleeding. And McKenna's like, that's okay. My costume's red. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't worry about it. But, um, brilliant. Brilliant. Now there are teams with hover parents that clearly you can tell what parents have helped with sets or helped with costumes and stuff like that. But, um, we have, we are led by a coach who is very, very strict into the no outside help. Um, both of her kids did Odyssey when they were younger and, um, her son is now on the board and, you know, um, and is a judge, but, um, no outside involvement, which is fantastic. It is fantastic because I'm not I, making costumes. I'm not, I'm not up at three o'clock in the morning doing last minute project right. work. Right. I mean, it, it's, it's insane what we have to do as parents, you know, the night before science projects are due and, and social, well, uh, social studies. Projects I don't think it's and, insane what we have to do as parents. I think it's insane what we choose to do okay. as parents. All right. Or what? Yes. All right. Fair enough. But the fact is, is that it was so funny. I'm like, we, I, did you and I go out on a date or something like that? I, it was the other, it was like a, just the night or two nights before we, we must've just gone to the gym or something, but McKenna needed to do her costume. She needed to cut. Oh, this is the night we went to dinner. Yeah. Okay. So we went, we did go out to dinner and we left her here and, and, yeah. but she, it's like McKenna's got a McKenna has to put her costume together. Right. She had to create an Indian costume. And so she's got all this stuff, uh, you know, scissors and she's got the the fabric and she needs to. Now, out- I was allowed to go buy the fabric. She was allowed to go. Exactly. <laughs> I was allowed to you go were buy. allowed to go buy the factory. But here's the deal. McKenna had to create her own uh a pattern her own outline yeah. her what what do you call that is it a pattern when you yeah with like whatever for clothes when you make clothes yes it's a pattern so, so she had to create her own pattern without any outside help and we come home from dinner and open up her door and she's she's a seamstress. she's she's literally making her own clothes she is i bought her two yards of um deep red fabric which is what she had re- she told me it had to be dark red it could not be bright and um she had requested a sheet well sheets are only sold in sets especially in that shade of red and um they are very they're only allowed to use a certain amount of money on their props and costumes and and receipts are turned in and and so they can have proof of how much they actually spent um i've never seen i have never seen a um an organization utilize cardboard as much as this one yeah. It's amazing what you can do with cardboard and duct tape and PVC pipe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, I think it's. I think the adve- uh, what is it? Odyssey of the mind. I yeah. think it is sponsored by cardboard manufacturers, yes. Yes. duct tape, and PVC pipe. Brought to you man- by Home Depot. <laughs> brought to you by Home Depot. <laughs> um, but um, what was I saying? I don't even remember. She she. There was the fabric. It was so. All, she had a pair of my fabric scissors and two yards of fabric. Yep. 
because the fabric was cheaper than a sheet. And so when I had to explain to her that it's the same material, it's the same feel as a sheet, and it's the same size as a sheet, but it doesn't have hems around the end. I mean, yeah. that was the only difference. And But because she had asked for a sheet, and then when I just brought her two straight yards of fabric, she like she's like, I, I can't do this. Yeah, I can't. It's the same thing, <laughs> only better. <laughs> and uh, she she did it herself. We we helped not was, one bit. It's incredible because here's the thing that I love about this is that not just that we're quote unquote off the hook for you know putting this together for our kids so that they can you know have the best you know what it, it's not about us as parents being off the hook, but what it causes them to do and believe that they can do themselves without getting assistance from others right mckenna made her own clothes hold on which was really cool which which was really she cut for her top um you said it was an indian cut right yeah did you say that already um so she cut this um piece of fabric into a rectangle that would fit around her body um cut a hole in a very odd pla- like i wouldn't think that that's where you would put an armhole, right? But um, but she she cut a hole and stuck her arm through it. And I'm like, so what are you doing with the rest? So then it's just hanging, you know, in front of her. But she only has one arm through. And she wrapped it around her body and pinned the back up by where the arm... And then the rest... It was so cool. <laughs> it was incredibly awesome. Although I have to say, um, our years of... Um, our, our years and years and years of dance and black leotards and black tights have really paid off because that's what she wore underneath of her costume. Yep. <laughs> and um, and I love that she's just got that. She, I mean, that's not something she had to come up with. She's like, I have a leotard. I'll put that on underneath and, you know, she's good to go. It was, And she's comfortable in that. Like, yeah. She, so. so, yes, it, it, it was brilliant. I, I, I think that Odyssey of the Mind is incredible. And by the way, before McKenna signed up last, was it last year, right? Last year, yeah. I had never heard of I it. I had never in my life ever heard of an Odyssey of the Mind. I, this is, she comes home, she shares this with me, and I'm like, sure. Because she got an invitation to join, and she's like, can I do this? And, you know, this is what it'll, it'll be after school, you know, on whatever day, and... um. Actually, the kids got to put which days worked best for them. And so the teacher took the most of that day plus which worked, so which best worked best for her. And I'm like, well, yeah, we, we can do that night of the week. And, you know, so she stays after school. We pick her up late. It, it was. It is. It is incredible. incredible. And the reason why I bring this up here is just to say, if you're if you have a child in elementary school, middle school, they even have it in high school. They even have it. In they college. even have it in college. If you've never heard of this, and this sounds somewhat interesting to you at all as a parent for your child, I would encourage you to Google Odyssey of the Mind. Ask your local school. Find out if there is a a team that's nearby, and how you might be able to get your child an invitation to join. It's incredible. It really is. There you go. Love it. All right. Do you have any topics before I go on to the next thing? Um, I just want to say, have I, because I, I, I kind of feel like I've talked about it before, but I, I've said that when the kids get out of the car every morning, I tell them, you know, I love them. Have a good day. Make good choices. Yes. I, I've talked about that before. I'm sure years ago. Years but. ago. Okay. Anyway, every day when my kids get out of the car, I say, I love you. Have a great day. Make good choices. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and I know that I have talked about it here because I've talked about how I'll say it in front of others and they'll be like, you don't know how many kids never think to make good choices because they're never told to make good choices. Well, as my kids um, get older and develop attitudes and um, it's funny that I say develop because they've always had. Anyway, um, Megan gets out of the car every morning. I love you. Have a great day. Make good choices. <laughs> no. <laughs> Matthew says, I'll try. And McKenna will get out of the car, shake her head, saying, not going to happen. <laughs> okay. So I love the days. Today was one, and that's what made me think of it. Um, it's happened with Megan and Matthew, although this morning it happened with with McKenna. She gets out of the car or she's getting out of the car and I love you. I hope you have a great day. Make good choices. No, I don't want to. I want to go home. I think you should make a good choice and take me home and put me back in bed. Those were her words to me. Okay. (laughs) Not going to happen. Get out of the car. And um, so the way our drop off works, she gets out of the car and then I'm turning around to head back the other way so I can still see her walk in the building. Right. And um, not that I have to watch her walk in the building because we have a sheriff posted there who does not leave until bell rings. Um, And, um, but I'm turning, I'm heading back the other way and I look, I just look behind me and I see her holding the door for the three littler kids than her walking behind her. And I'm like, she doesn't even realize she's making good choices. She's not even five feet from the car. And she's making good choices. That's awesome. And I, I love that because even though every morning they're like, whatever, no. And, you know, yesterday Matthew's texting me that his teacher's irritating him and he knows exactly how to make me mad, although make me mad are not the words that Matthew used. <laughs> and I'm going to kill him and you're going to get a call because I'm going to talk back. And But I didn't yeah. because somewhere in the back of his mind he's thinking, make good choices and the girls every morning are like no not gonna happen yeah not even but every day they and and that's not to say that they don't make bad choices because they are children you know they're gonna make mistakes they're gonna you know choose you didn't tell them to not do. to make bad choices you just said make I good did, make some exactly. good ones exactly just balance make, it out buddy make balance you know have a couple good and and so they don't even realize you know when they're doing it right you know, yesterday I had a I had a talking to with my son. Uh oh. Yep. When he came. Oh, home. he's not happy with you. Why? Because you made him do leg day yesterday. Oh. <laughs> His legs hurt, and he's like, "Yeah, I ain't talking to dad ever again." <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but yes, we I had a talk with him yesterday because you know I, I told him I said, "Listen, number one, you never say the words I'm going to kill someone." Right. Ever. I don't care how you feel about them. Those are words that never come out of your mouth. Right. You think them, you probably shouldn't even think them. You should probably stop yourself from even using those words. Make yourself think of something else. I said, but no matter what, you never text the words, I want to kill him. Right. Right. Never. I said, dude, the NSA's (laughs) checking you out. Everybody, this guy shows up dead tomorrow morning. Speaking of the NSA, we're behind on the good wife, but go ahead. You're right. They're coming after Matthew. They're coming after you, dude. So he he texted. I 
I said, you never say those words. Right. My response back to him was, I'm going to miss you when they take you to juvie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Thanks for the help, babe. I was like, okay. Um, no, because there are consequences to his actions. There, yeah, I know. there are. You but know, I told him, I said, th- but, I said, uh, ne- ne- number I'm one. I'm glad you remembered because I had. I told him, I said, listen, I, 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 I can accept you saying that he make you can use your colorful language when somebody makes you angry. That kind of stuff doesn't bother me. Right. But you never say these words. Right. That unacceptable. I agree. You know, I I can even handle you disrespecting an elder. I can have you disrespect a teacher. Um, oftentimes I don't. I I think they need to earn the respect, and and that's counter to what my parenting advice has ever been given to me. But here's the: I can handle I agree. you not. You you can disrespect those people, but you cannot say these words. Right? Can while we're talking about teachers, yeah. can I rant for a second? <gasps> I have a new Stephanie? one. I have I have a new one. Uh oh! You know I need a jingle that introduces <laughs> Stephanie's rant. No, so we have we're we're dealing with this teacher currently, and there's a very. Okay, good I'm gonna chance. sit. If, if those who are listening, I am. I'm just gonna. He's leaning back. I'm gonna, He's getting I'll comfortable. I'll be away from the microphone. I'm gonna water. I got my water bottle. I'm gonna lean back and relax and yeah. enjoy this. Go ahead, take it away, babe. Okay, so we have um, this teacher, who it's a very good possibility because of the subject that she teaches that we'll have her again next year, and I don't want to, because here's why. She is constantly complaining to the children, I don't get paid for that. I don't get paid for that. Oh, well, it, um, so in the context of, um, I'm holding after school tutoring, come in, you can, um, you can, you know, um, do corrections on your test and, and make up for, and make up half of the, you know, half of the points that you lost and, um, but I don't get paid to stay after with you. I don't get paid to do that. Well, you know what? Lottie freaking da, we didn't make you become a teacher. You either teach my kids and shut up about how much you make or you don't offer after school tutoring and you be there from 7.30 to 2.30 and you're done. It's not that difficult. Yeah, it's not. You don't need to lay the responsibility on my kids or on any of the kids in that building how much you make because they didn't choose that for you you can't sit there and if they're talking about they were talking about birthday parties the class or her table or or whatever um her being megan obviously i've just ratted out what teach you know which child has the teacher right so um so they were talking about birthday parties to which the teacher joined in and be like, oh, I've never been able to have a birthday party like that for my kids. It's so great that your parents can do that for you. And she's like, you know what? Not my problem that my parents make more money than you. Have no control over that. And she's right. She doesn't. It, it's 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 not on Megan's shoulders right. to feel guilt or shame about how much the teacher makes because Megan didn't choose that for the teacher and I am so so irritated and tired of teachers who don't want to be there now that's not all of them there are some fantastic teachers well in the car the other day we were having this conversation this all this has all come up before I got this is my second time for the rant I you know I get I get doubly blessed oh my goodness you mean I actually speak to my husband and don't (sighs) expect him to listen to me in a podcast to know what I'm thinking and feeling and wanting (laughs) ah imagine the concept imagine that but we were and the kids were all in the car and I sit there and and Megan has 
said a couple different times that she is thinking about becoming a teacher. Right. And I said, remember that, Megan, when when you think about you want to become a teacher, you know, and, and she and then what did she say in response to that? I don't her, remember her, her and Matthew and both. I don't remember her exact response, but it was something along the lines of be passionate about what you're doing. You know, if I'm passionate about being a teacher, it doesn't matter how much money I make. It, it the, the And the idea is like, listen, you know, if I choose to make that amount of money, then I choose that. Right. That, Own it. I, you know, and if that's what I decide I want to do and I make that much money, I'm going to, that's my decision. I'm deciding to become a teacher not because of how much money I can make or so that I can have, and she says, so that I can have the summers off. Right. That's not why I'm becoming a teacher. I'm becoming a teacher because if, if I, I want to change te- the life of a child. Exactly. I want to make a difference in children's lives and it's not about the money. And so if I decide to hold after school after school tutoring or if I decide to do this after school program or whatever or these other little things, it's not am I going to get paid for it is it's going to be am I making a difference? And they both both Matthew and Megan jumped in and said, listen, we we're complaining about this teacher, but there are other teachers in the school who make the same amount. Some of them maybe even less than what she makes. And they do tons of extra things and they never complain. Exactly. And I don't know what teacher and we don't name names here anyway. Right. But they said, so-and-so said, you couldn't pay me a million dollars to do something else besides teaching. Right. Teaching is what I am called to do. Right. And there are, you know, we we talked before, um, when when Matthew was in the eighth grade last year, um, the beginning of the year, they had the, um, you know, come meet the teachers, open house night or whatever. And I went, and um, the teacher that he had for social studies and science last year, she explained to us how this was her third career. Being a teacher was her third career. She's like, I went to I went to college for this, and and I did this. She was a scientist. She worked in a lab. Um, she did that for a while. She went back. She got another degree, and um, and did something else. And I don't remember what the the something else was. And then she said, and that just wasn't. I just wasn't finding myself, you know, and that wasn't, so I went back and I got, you know, this and I became a teacher and I finally found what I was supposed to be when I grew up. And I love that she worded that that way because she was older. You know, it's not like she started this job at 25 straight out of college. You know, she, she was older when she decided that this was what she wanted to do. And, and she's one of those people who literally loves teaching. Yeah loves it and there need to be more like her and like the the other teacher that that Megan and Matthew were referring to who our who our children go and learn from because they're in this building some things they're learning that they'll never use again yeah and they're strapped with teachers who don't want to be there as much as they don't want to be there and that just makes for a miserable, miserable environment and nobody's learning anything. Right. And I just, I get so angry with the, with the idea that they're in there struggling with a content that they don't really con- grasp with a teacher who's constantly complaining, I don't make enough, much, enough money to be here. I don't, yeah. You know? Yeah. Either shut up and teach or find a new career. It's really that simple. Tell us how you really feel, babe. I am because I'm married to a man who literally made a career out of nothing. Yep. You could be anything you wanted to be. Yep. I honestly believe that. 
I believe it as well. Remind me, I have a question. Or I, ha I have something for you off microphone. I can't bring it here because it's a comment that involves others outside of the five people who live in this house. So just to, just to say that that's why I'm not bringing it here, but it was something that Matthew said to me in reference to, and, and so I have, I want to tell you about that because I forgot to tell you yesterday. Okay. But it involves others, so I'm not bringing it here. Gotcha. Um, but I just, yeah, that, that's, that's my rant. And I got, we got a comment from, um, I think, was it Holly? I think it was Holly who okay. said. We're going to feedback that, next. Yeah. Are we? Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and start with hers because um, Let me she had three points. Well, I, I think I know the last one by heart. Okay. Um, she had three points in her comment. And I, the last one was that she, when she was the last one when she was a teacher or was uh, that the first one? Uh, that's the first one. You want okay, me to read it? it was, go ahead. You read it. It, it just says, um, let's see here. When I was a teacher, I always assigned homework. After leaving uh, teaching and becoming a parent, I have a totally different perspective now. Kids need downtime and should not have homework. Exclamation mark. I thank you, Holly. Thank, thank you. And how the teachers who are parents can continue to sign homework just like boggles my mind. Yeah. Like, how do y'all have any time to do anything? Yep. Anyway. I don't know. Hey, continuing on with what Holly said, she says, number two, she she had three things, as you said. Two, she said, Stephanie, the other day at my gym, I overheard two girls about 10 years old listening to the Spice Girls wannabe. I suddenly felt cool. Like, is this song popular again? Because I know every word and it's still my favorite. It's an awesome song. I, I, I love wannabe by the Spice Girls. And then number three, she says, I'm not on Snapchat, but I would sign up just to see Stephanie's rants for real. For real. She says, um, thanks for a great podcast. I am still not on Snapchat. Yes, you are actually. <laughs> okay, so Cliff set me up on Snapchat last week while we were doing the the Odyssey's a whole lot of hurry up and wait. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so hurry up to get here and then waiting for it to get started. Um, parenting is a lot of hurry up and wait. Yeah. But... um. So Cliff set me up on Snapchat. I can tell you I got the emails saying, you know, your password's been changed. I got, you know, all this. I don't know what password. I don't know what the password is. I do. I don't know what page the app is on on my phone. I can tell you that I you have still, a message from Jeannie McClellan. I know. You told me that. That you have not yet watched. How do you know I haven't watched Or did you watch it? No, I haven't. Okay. So there, there is a video message from Jeannie McClellan right. that's on there for you. By the way, if anyone's interested, at Thriving Mosaic is the username on Snapchat for Stephanie. If you want to just send her a video snap and say, hi, Stephanie, I really hope that you say something here on Snapchat, you could do that. <gasps> you could. <laughs> You'll probably have lots of people following and you. And like poor Jeannie, it will sit there for a week. <laughs> it probably will. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Holly, thank you so much. Thanks, Holly. Uh, Lynette Young wrote in on the comment section of the last episode. She said, Stephanie, I would love to see your perspective via Snapchat. To be honest, I think that I have a very similar, quote unquote, boring sitting in the parking lot while waiting for kids life. I work from home on a business with my husband and I can guarantee that I live a much more boring life. Uh, my 14-year-old daughter is a in a similar situation as your 16-year-old. Our daughter joined the gym with us as well, and I now struggle to figure out how to mentor her correctly. Mom's got to stick together. Yes, moms do. So there. 
but I don't know if that's enough to put me on Snapchat. <laughs> Lynette, we'll keep trying. All right. And then Kristen wrote, she says, Stephanie, I would love to hear your perspective on things, whether it's via Snapchat or even a mini podcast of your own. I have a two-year-old boy and an infant girl and a stay-at-home mom. Even though I know you're not in my stage of life, I would still enjoy hearing more from you. Awesome. But I was in your stage of life. And yeah. and just think of all the value. It's an incredible stage of life to be in. It's just think of all the valuable insights you could share from Don't the rush it away. sitting in the driver's seat of your car while in a parking lot. Yeah. I mean, it, it couldn't be easier. Anyway, and then Valerie asked us a question, and it's not related to Snapchat. She just said, hey, in light of the conversation you had just last week about purpose, your purpose in life, how do you apply that purpose to parenting? And by the way, Stephanie, I have something, and I know that you hate this, but I do have an audio recording here. I'm going to play it. I am. It's very short. Don't worry about it. I think my purpose in life is to inspire people to be who they are. Stop putting on a mask. Stop pretending to be someone you're not. Stop being someone for one person and someone completely different around another person. I am comfortable in my own skin and I want that to be infectious to other people. There you go. That That is what you came up with last week and it just came out and I was... I'm like, I've never heard you say anything like that before. And it would, I don't it, think I, I ever have said anything like that before. And I love it because it does summarize something that I think is one of your, I mean, I don't think it's the whole summation of your purpose, but I think it is a very, it is certainly a, a main key thing I think, in I your life. I feel like it's the foundation of my purpose. Like yeah. everything else I do is built off of that. It, it's all about authentic, you know, being authentic, being your real self, being true to who you are. And that's how I incorporate it into my parenting. I, I'm just myself. I, I have successes. I have failures. I make mistakes. I shout. I, you know, same things that should have been filtered. And, but I also have, I, I also have the ability to go back and say, I was wrong. I shouldn't have behaved that way. I shouldn't have said that. I, I shouldn't have reacted that way. Um, I think one of my favorite things is when, and it's not so much now, but um, my kids would ask me for something and I'd be like, no. Well, as a child, their natural response is, why? Like, you know what? I don't really know why, so give me a second. Okay, that no was a little bit, um, um, what's the word I want to look, I can't even think of the word that I want to use, but but, you know, that, that no was a little premature, so that's not really a big deal. Go ahead. Okay. You know, and um, I, I'm, I'm comfortable with that, you know? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm very comfortable with that. Um, I had, uh, we had a day this week where um, Megan wanted to go to the gym and her friend came home with her after school stayed here with us, ate dinner with us. And then, and then we went to the gym. We're in the car on the way. And she's, Oh, by the way, we're picking up, you know, so-and-so. Oh, you didn't, you didn't tell me that. I thought I told you that after school. Nope. This first time I'm hearing that. So we, you know, make a little detour. It's not, it's not even a big deal. Um, pick her up and, and we head to the gym and you know, I'm 
encouraging them and listening to them and helping them figure out how to work the machines and I will not let them speak down about themselves or you know others and and let's and we got home and I sent you a text message that is my purpose in action yep I am living my purpose every day even if I don't realize I'm living my purpose every day yeah I love that and I would have never thought that or seen that had that not come to me last week. Yeah. It's a it's when you take time to ask yourself what is my purpose and tr- really try to put words to it. It's amazing how you can actually see yourself living into it. Right. And and you can even become more intentional about doing so. Yes. I like that. And of course, for me my mine is that I feel led to entertain, educate, encourage and inspire others based upon what I've experienced in life and what I'm learning today. And and my hope is that I will be able to encourage others to take everything that they're doing in life to the next level. And the reason why is because my ultimate aim and my ultimate goal is to encourage others to become all that they were created to be. And of course, again, that just that I apply that not just to my online followers or my customers or my clients or anything, but but I apply that to my children as well. I am I'm there to encourage them as well. I. It, it, yeah, I mean, I actually, believe it or not, I want to entertain my children. I do. I, I like it when I can make my kids laugh or have fun. Right. That, that as a parent, I want to do that. Do I want to educate them and teach them things? Absolutely. I want to be able to help them shave off the learning curve of many aspects and areas of life. I want to teach them some of the things that I know. Um, and of, of course, I think every child needs encouragement, you know, mm-hmm. to, to know that there's hope and, and excitement and great things in this world and to see things from a positive mindset. And of course, I want to inspire them. And sometimes inspiring them is by just living a life well lived in front of them. And sometimes it's motivational words. But it, but in, and anyway, my purpose is filled out in all areas of my life as well. So cool. Thanks for the question, Valerie. We really appreciate it. Now, we do have... Two new questions for this week, yes. which you have been notified ahead of time. I have. And the first question is, if you had a time machine for a day, what would you do with it? Give it away. Yeah? Yeah. There is no other time that I can think of in my life or in history that I would want to re- revisit. Okay. I thought you were going to say something profound like there is no time anywhere that's more important than the present. Well, isn't that basically what I just said? It is exactly what you just said. <laughs> I think I think there, that's exactly the, what you said. There's no there's I wouldn't want to go back and fix anything because every mistake, every success, every decision led me to who I am right now. So there's nothing that I would change about about my past, yeah. my childhood, my nothing. Um, and I can't think of anywhere that I would want to, yeah. I, I have a similar answer. I said, first of all, I would be tempted to go back and try to convince my 18-year-old self about the importance of working out daily and putting health and fitness first. That, 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 I mean, okay. I, I, that would be a temptation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I don't know that I would want to alter anything about who I am today by changing the past. You know, I mean, we, every, every little thing that we do in life is based upon 
the the experiences that we've drawn upon up to that point and right. you change anything in the past and there's a chance that you and I don't meet there's a chance that our kids don't exist i mean there why we are who we are today because of all of the things good and bad that have either happened to us or that we chose to do right and and if you change that then you aren't who you are today and the fact that you would want to go back and change those things means that somewhere deep inside you're, you're not comfortable you're with not comfortable you with who you are right now and i can't say that and the I'm, cool thing is is that i like myself what's that i kind of like myself i kind of <laughs> like myself too i think you, you and i both are in a and the cool thing is we like each other which yep. is kind of cool most days most days i like that <laughs> most days but yeah, and, and of course, then I said, so I would probably, you know, if I had if I had to make use of this thing, uh, so I'd probably travel to the future and see how God has provided me, provided for every need of my life. That no, I've, because that would change how you get there. I know, I, but but what I'm, here's my mindset though. I, I, there, I'd be tempted to go to the future and see myself, you know, as an older person and then just see all the ways that God has, you know, just that, hey, it all worked out. And then maybe I wouldn't worry so much. But but that would change who you are right now. I know. And so why don't I just assume that, well, based upon my experience up to this point, the past 43 years of my life, and how God has never failed to, to meet and exceed all of my needs, mm-hmm. and why don't I just trust him for the next 43 and, and have less anxiety and less worry in my life? Right? Right. Isn't that what I would tell McKenna? Yep. Okay. So there you go. Um, anyway, I enjoyed that little question. I, I saw that one out there. And then here's another one. This mm-hmm. is the second question, and then we'll wrap things up here. What three words do you think best describe our family? Huh. You going to make me go first? Yes. Why do you do that? Why do I always have to go first? I don't know. Because I prepare mine ahead of time, and I like to hear you think on your feet. Yes, you do. <laughs> Although you don't like you, you don't like coming with unplanned shows. Yeah, no, and and that's why I planned this show out ahead of time. <laughs> I even planned my answer out. I know my answer. I, I know. I, I, I typed know. out my answers yesterday. I know, which you're cheating because one's a hyphenated word. <laughs> you told me this last night. It's, it's not hyphenated. It's two I, words I, though. Okay, I, I love the way you were trying to yesterday on our way to lunch talk about it without talking about it, and I'm like, are we really? doing this because <laughs> seems a little anyway um three words that describe our family yes free all right um free and chaotic all right we have we i have this i have this little plaque that sits on the kitchen counter that says um you call it chaos we call it family yep <laughs> and that's how i feel about us like most days okay we have so many different um personalities and and thoughts and and schedules and everything we ain't got it all together but we play it off pretty well we do (laughs) um so that's two so that's two and um i'm going to say i don't know what i'm gonna say I, i don't know what my third one would be I keep feeling like I like the word that keeps popping would be like unique or individual. I don't know another family unit that works the way that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, every family is unique and individual in how. But 
I don't know, like out of all of our kids' friends, no other family unit runs the way that we do or does things the way that we do. And so that's like what I keep coming back to, but I don't even feel like that's the right word. I, I, but I think I, it, we'll use it. No. And okay. I, and I, th- I think that there, I understand what you're saying. Okay. Of course I live in the midst of our chaos. So, you do. and I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And I, you're right. I mean, I know a lot of families out there and I've never seen this damn dynamic. And it's not like we intend, I mean, I'm all about being intentional and stuff like that. And, and I think that we intentionally make it work. Yeah. <laughs> I, but, you know, and who knows? We may be miserably failing, but uh, I think I think overall, I there there were times where I questioned my parenting so much. I disagree uh, with a you. couple years ago. What on the miserably failing? Because the response and reactions that we get from other parents when our children are out of our presence. Yes, I know this shows that we are majorly succeeding. Yes, not failing. We, yeah, we. It, on the outside and the way our kids this treat. is their safe place but this w- is like being they're at they're on home like so they're not on first base they're not on set, they're home they're, yeah. they're they're safe and there are sometimes and they've got it. there are sometimes the things that they say the things they do especially with to me i'm like oh, i feel like i just totally failed but you you're but yeah i know and i love our family dynamic I, and i was 24 before i went 22 before I was able to sit down with my dad and be like, dude, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I don't know like what all that was, but I'm sorry. I'm looking forward to that conversation from a child or two in our home. (laughs) I'm hoping it'll happen one day. I I trust that. I trust that it will and, and stuff, but yeah. So, and by the way, while we did discuss what the questions were, we did not discuss our our answers, our answers, but my first your first answer was free free my first answer is free i i don't i honestly don't know anyone else in my life who is living a life or raising kids as free as ours are i know one person that i have personally connected with his name is steve brown who told me about um his relationship with his father and how he was raised in freedom um, and his, his dad, by the way, was an alcoholic. Um, but, uh, there was, a, he told a story on a podcast that I did with him. You can find this episode at, um, gspn.tv slash Steve Brown or gspn.tv slash three free sins, all one word. Um, anyway, either way, you'll get to that episode with Steve Brown, but he talked about the, the fact that his dad would always give him a freebie of the day. You know, so every day, each day, his dad, no matter what Steve would do, it's like, okay, that's your freebie. You're, it's okay. It's okay. Um, and he's like, there's this one time that after school back, you know, back in the day, the store would make hot baked apple pies and they'd put them outside to let them cool. And every day we would steal one, you know, and one day we got caught and they, it's like, and we got home. I'm I'm expecting my dad's gonna be pretty darn angry. He's like, "That's your freebie. You're you you know you shouldn't have done it, but that's your freebie. You know." And and the anyway, if you want the rest of the context of that story, go check out gspn.tv/steve brown. I love it's that totally both of our awesome. first words were free. I I do too, and and that's exactly kind of means we're in the same book right now. It is. <laughs> It's taken us a long time to get here. Yeah. But I would say, and, and, it's, and it's something I cherish for our family. Yep. 
Um, and then my second and third word go together. Unconditional love. Yes. I would say, and it goes along with freedom. You know, our, our love is not based upon them performing performing and we don't withhold our love we don't withhold our affection based upon what they do or don't do although i will tell you that there was a time in my parenting especially when megan was younger that that was the case and i was even kind of somewhat taught that from a specific um parenting course called growing kids god's way yeah yeah it's the whole problem growing kids I want to <laughs> grow adults. Grow, I want to grow adults, not exactly. kids. That's the wrong end result there, my friend. Yes. Anyway, so fun stuff. That was good. Yeah. That was Enjoyable good. week. So, folks, we want to say thank you for tuning in to another episode of Family from the Heart. We enjoy coming and sharing this behind-the-scenes look into what's going on in our lives, what goes on in our minds related to this stuff. If you have comments or questions, head over to familyfromtheheart.com. Look for episode number 353 and leave us a comment. Of course, you can also reach out to us via Snapchat. I'm Cliff EOTC on Snapchat. Stephanie is at Thriving Mosaic. She'll probably never see your message until we eventually... <laughs> talker into it but go ahead and just start building up those messages maybe one day three or four months down the road she'll get all this loving support from you guys that'll just overwhelm her and make her love snapchat all that much more when she finally decides to use it and by the way for those of you who hear me talk about snapchat you're thinking wait a second isn't this for teenage girls to share their private parts with boys no that's not what it's about check out podcastanswerman.com slash snapchat i promise you There is value there. And if you've ever tried the app before and you thought, this is annoying, it's the worst app I've ever seen, I can't figure it out, my tutorial is absolutely free and will teach you everything you need to know about how to use Snapchat. Again, head over to podcastanswerman.com slash Snapchat. There you go. Anything else you want to say, Stephanie? I think I'm good. All right. Well, until next time, Stephanie and I both encourage you to... Live your life on purpose.